0: Welcome to the Ecosend podcast, stories from marketers, founders, and changemakers leading businesses for a better world. Hi there, welcome to another episode of the Ecosend podcast. Uh, I'm thrilled uh, to join you again for another wonderful show. And today's episode is going to be about the world of filmmaking. I am joined today by Magali Civek from, who is over in Paris, and I believe it is a very rainy day in Paris, like it is in London today, as it is always in London. But Magali is deeply convinced that the power of filmmaking, if used better, can make the world a better place. And Magali works on making branded documentaries for purpose-driven companies and organisations. And it's, this is a whole world that I, while I'm in front of a camera right now and recording something I don't know much about the world of filmmaking. And I am very excited to be talking to you, Megali. And yeah, I'm very pleased to have you on the show. So Megali, how are you doing today?
1: Yeah, I'm very good, thanks.
0: Amazing. And you're right,
1: there is a bad razor in Paris.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Me, yeah. I come from the and... South,
1: so I'm not used to that, but <laughs> it's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> At least we're indoors, it's all good. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm very excited to, to chat with you today. Thank you for, for being on the show. Um, yeah, that's so, right. Yeah maybe in your own words like what would you say what what do you do and yeah what what are you what are you working on at the moment
1: Yeah So basically I'm I'm making film for companies and yeah. so I am making branded documentaries so it's it's a special type of film and the way I do that is I film people in the real world it's not fiction Yeah and mm. I'm only working for companies that I appreciate so i can book (laughs) book companies and this is a way for me to to have a purpose in my work in my job
0: Yeah. yeah so i see so you you are living and breathing your values there and and really trying to make sure that the the work you do is aligned with what you believe and even going as far as to turn down work to 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 make sure you're sticking to to your own your own values and I'm I'm excited to to dig into that because I'm sure there are so many challenges and pros and and cons of doing that in terms of yourself and and how you got into this Magali, what how did you get into the world of maybe a, a filmmaking and how did you get into the world of caring about sustainability and and having making sure you're you're living so closely to such strong strongly held values I, I'm curious like Did that just happen overnight? I assume not.
1: (laughs) No, it's quite a long story, actually,
0: Um, because I
1: have an engineer degree. So in France, it's it's a master. It's five years studies. So uh, I I studied agronomy, agriculture. So it's very different.
0: Mm, Wow.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And filmmaking was uh, my uh, hobby, my passion, hobby. And one day a friend of mine asked me if I was okay to film with him and to be paid for that. And I was okay. like, oh, it can be a job, actually. I thought it was uh, just a hobby, you know? Because yeah. um, it's not cinema, so I thought it was just like that, you know, making small films with my friends. And actually, yeah. when I, I, I discovered that companies can pay for that, I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to make Amazing. films. Amazing. Yeah. And about the sustainability is Mostly because during my studies, I've studied um, all the climate change problems and stuff, with the agronomy system, etc. And so I started to have this sensibility at this period. And then I've traveled all the way like, to New Zealand. That's why I can speak English with you right now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and so I took the plane and I went very far. And the, the country was beautiful, but I was like... I across the world with a plane, with a flight. And mm. it, I, it couldn't, this feeling couldn't go away. I was like, there is something bad into this, I guess, or I, I'm not saying I'm against the plane all the time, but I mm. traveled a lot in my life. I also started to cre- uh, questioning the filmmaking stuff, like, okay, actually I'm doing advertising for companies. Mm. And mm. when I was younger, When I was a kid, I remember I was, I told my parents like so many people are starving on the planet. Mm -hmm. And I thought that I saw we need a lot of money to make this stop. Mm -hmm. And so what can't we use the advertising money to give food to people? Mm -hmm. So I thought that Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, this was my, the way I, I was thinking. And now I, I was like, I'm doing advertising for companies. So there is a problem <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> growing up. And so I was like, I want to, to make films because this is a, an area where I'm good at and I love it. So I have the energy to mm-hmm. do that. But how can I use that to make this world a better place? And yeah, yeah it started to, it started like that.
0: I yeah. see, I see. So- so there was so there's a lot about the sustainability side that came from from the studies you were doing, but it became more and more intertwined with the filmmaking side as you realize actually filmmaking could have an impact on that, and and those those two passions collided, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I was a bit yeah. angry with all the ads you can see <laughs> for our companies, like you know, when you see I always take this example because to me it's quite clear when you see an advertising for a car in a forest, it's mm. like you can go into the nature with a big, big car, you know? <laughs> so this is, to me, there is something wrong with that. And this is filmmaking. Yeah. It's a language and we can use that to do greenwashing or we can do mm. that to to make communication for good projects.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, absolutely. I, I yeah, actually, that, that kind of, uh, reminds me of something on a, on a previous episode we were talking about, I, I think it was Rebecca from TentShare and she was saying nature has a marketing budget of zero and, and all of the, like every brand has a bigger budget than the nature to advertise and uh, get people to know about it. And so the, the idea that, yeah, you're through, through storytelling, through filmmaking, you can maybe give give nature a bit of a an advert there is quite a cool. bit of a
1: it for nature
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not always perfect i mean everything has an impact on on the yeah. planet but yeah
0: yeah yeah we can try so, to
1: make it better yeah
0: yeah so in terms of you also mentioned that your trip to to new zealand and and flying so that had a big impact as well on on making you th- more conscious about how you travel. Is that right? And and trying to travel less by by air and more by train and and, yeah. and other ways? Yeah, Yeah.
1: I, I, I now I try to do that. I'm not sure I won't, <clears throat> I will never use, I, I think I will use the plane again. Yeah, uh, in my life. But uh, for example, last year, I've been to Scotland with the mm. train. But on speaking the way of, back, uh, it was Speaking so of bad m- weather, that's... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so that, it was amazing. <laughs> it was good, yeah. it was good. It was just rainy all the time. <laughs> and I was very cold. <laughs> as it, soon as you
0: cross the border into Scotland, I think it yeah. starts It starts it, raining. That, that's, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what English people say, right? Yes,
0: yes.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it, it looks a bit like New Zealand with a bad weather. But, yeah, um,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I went there by train, and on the way back, I wanted to do the same, but the the train was too expensive, and I mm. thought it would be the same price as at the first way, the one way. Yeah, yeah. So I had to pay the flight, because I, I think you have to book the train very early, and I'm not yes. used to that. So I, I did a small part in plane, but most of the trip in train, and next time I will be careful about how I book mm. my my train and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I no, I don't want to shame you there for getting the the plane. I think anyone who's mm-hmm. tried to travel by train in the United Kingdom may have <laughs> experienced a yeah, like, similar challenges. G- Euros. <laughs>
1: To go to Scotland, it, it can but. be
0: challenging to do the right yeah. thing sometimes. It's, yeah, yeah, it. But I, I, feel like there could be a whole other episode of the podcast about train travel in the United Kingdom. But we'll, we'll, we'll save that for another day. But, okay. uh, yeah. but I, I, I think it's very interesting. I guess because also for for. It's not something necessarily that I would think about, but with filmmaking, I guess travel is a huge part of what filmmaking is. You're, you're, you've got to be on location in different places. Yeah, exactly. It's a big part of your your cost base, but also yeah. your footprint, I guess. Yeah. yeah.
1: So n- now that I'm working in France, I always use the train for now. yeah. The yeah. thing is, if next year I want to work with a team, mm. with more, you know, bigger camera and stuff yeah it's hard sometimes to take the train because of the price you have in the suitcase like if you have yeah. a ten thousand euros camera in your suitcase you don't want to take the train but for uh, the moment I, I don't have any ten thousands camera <laughs>
0: it's a bit <laughs> yeah. late
1: it's a bit late so i'm like i'm always looking at my bag but i'm like it's gonna be fine and i i, I, I i'm pressing yeah i'm Traveling a lot in France. Yeah,
0: I see. But, uh, with, with your shouldn't. bag very close to you, yeah. But with
1: big bags, you know, in Paris. Yeah. it's always wow. Well, what an yes. adventure! Yeah, <laughs> in the subway.
0: <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even think about these things, but yeah, it's it's a very good point, and and so I guess what I'd love I'd love to talk to you more about then is is your sense that filmmaking is this incredibly powerful way to. Make the world a bit better, and and to convey a, a very impactful message. I, I I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on that, and and maybe some of your experience of 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 seeing that happen.
1: To me, filmmaking is a very deep language, and very complete. Yeah. I think it's the I I don't know. I I like to say that because I think it's true, but. I don't know if it's true. I think it's the more, the most complete language in the world mm. uh, because you can yeah. use any language in it, like French, English, Spanish, everything you want. And then yeah. you can use music, dance, theater, like everything can be, every language can be combined in one language, which is filmmaking with mm. the audio and the image. So to me, this is very powerful And it can be on the internet, so it can be sent anywhere. Mm -hmm. And it can give a lot of emotions to the people. And that's why some companies can pay euros um, for a 30-second video. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's a power, but at the same time, when if I take my phone and I film my, I don't know, my... My my, my cat for example, I don't know, (laughs) this is a video, basically you can wake up in the morning and do filmmaking, you just, you know, you film your cat.
0: Yeah. So
1: it's much more complex than that, that. of course, when you do filmmaking, Mm. so you have to learn a different language. This is how Mm. I see it. And then to me, it's a language that a few people can speak, but everyone Mm. can understand. And this is the magic of filmmaking for me.
0: That's, I've never even heard it put like that as such, such a beautiful way of describing it. And, and you're so right. Like, I guess, yeah, uh, filmmaking, everyone, uh, yeah, as well, I, I would only be repeating <laughs> what you said there. But the, the way, <laughs> the way you, the way filmmaking, though, encapsulates other mediums is, is actually, is actually something that never really occurred to me. Like, you can take the best of music the best of of acting the best of framing the best of writing and bring it all all together, all together to yes maximum like to have the impact that all of those c- combined and perhaps even more so by bringing them together can be yeah. greater than the sum of the parts it's uh yeah and, and so i guess so for for you Mangali, you're uniquely positioned to take that power, but apply it to businesses and brands that you really connect with, and you really want to maximize the impact of and so that involves not just the highest paying client, but actually the the those that connect with you, right?
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, some I think yeah. I refused some very rich clients. <laughs> like Vuitton, I can say that like LVMH. I think. Yeah,
0: I, so, I do believe they are one yeah, of the biggest companies in the yeah, world, aren't they? I
1: mean, they have money, you know.
0: <laughs> they have. Um, I think they have money. They, yeah. they sell. They sell expensive cloves, expensive whiskies, expensive <laughs> wines.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so I could. I could make a big film for them, you know. I, I think they have a lot of money, <laughs> but um, yeah. I didn't want to work for them because, because I don't want to, and also because my my type of films won't suit with them uh, because I filmed the reality. So if reality is shit, it's gonna be a shit movie, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I I see that like that. So yeah, (laughs) this is a way to uh, choose my clients.
0: Absolutely. I I can imagine many people listening would would crave having someone like that as a client. So uh, tell me more about having the ability to even say no to someone like that, like that, it must be, you know, one of those logos that people would just love to have on their, <laughs> on their website or on their portfolio. Yeah. W- was that a difficult thing to decide? Or was it actually a very easy thing to decide because of your, your, your background and everything you've, you've figured yeah. out?
1: I was quite surprised because uh, mm. they went to me. So mm. Um, yeah, that's I a mean, very it, good it, sign. It, it, in it the was a, a guy <laughs> working for them who went to me, yeah. not exactly them, but it was for mm. them. And I was like, I think you don't get what I'm doing. I was like,
0: right. I think
1: you didn't understand why I'm doing. Because the guy was like, I like your style. And I it mm. I want this for Louis Vuitton. Mm. And I was like, have you been on my website? Like everywhere it's written. I don't want to mm. work for companies that do shit products. I'm not. I'm not saying like everything is shitty, but there are so many problems with this company. So, I, yeah, but yeah, I thought about it a bit, and I talked about it to my brother, and he said, "Ma, come on, like wake up. <laughs> And I was like, "Yeah, you're, like you're right," and it's because it's a lot of money. And then the good surprise is the last few weeks, I had like a, the best amount of demands from, mm. from companies. So five companies came to me in two weeks.
0: Wow. And these are wow. companies
1: that I like. Like, I like this project. Yeah. So I was like, I refused to work with these brands. But at the same time, other brands I like are coming yeah. to me. And it's not always like big brands. It's, it can be, for example, a city from, from France, Caron Ferrand in Auvergne. Mm-hmm. I like, I have different demands like that. Yeah. I'm not sure I'd love, I'd love to have Louis Vuitton in my website.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was just thinking maybe you could have a section of your website with the amazing brands that have got in touch that you've said no to. So- <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe I <laughs> could do that. Clients
0: I've not worked with, you know. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that's a very good idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's I'm incra- not sure that would be all
1: right. But it, could be, it could be fun, actually. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> That is, uh, I I (laughs) guess then, I guess for many people wanting to, because I, you know, maybe this gets onto the topic of entrepreneurship and building a business, but for many people, you know, many people building a business, especially in the creative field, they're often struggling to like get any clients or, or, you know, Mm -hmm. pay their bills and pay their staff. And, uh, many, many, especially at the moment, like lots of budgets being tightened, um, How do you put yourself in a position where you can actually say no? Would you say it's about just doing fantastic work? Is it about the quality of the work? Is it about the network you've built? Is it about other things that I'm not thinking about? I, yeah, I'm intrigued by how you've put yourself in such a strong position. To
1: be able to say no, you mean? It depends on the period. These days it's easier for me since I would say a few months because yeah. it's working pretty well. So I don't have the time to do everything. Mm. So I have to work with mm. some clients. So I just choose who I want to work for. Yeah. yeah, But like one year ago, it was a bit different because I it was a bit harder than today to find clients yeah. because it was very really the beginning of my company. I created mm. it a few years ago, but I was traveling. Then I had a health problem for one year. So mm. it was not always like, it was not a full-time job. I was just doing yeah. video sometimes. And then, yeah, since January, it's my full-time job. And, yeah, I say no, and I just, I again less money. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. is, like, yeah, you, you are less rich, of course, when you <laughs> say no to some clients. But then to say no is also to have time to for other people. And then you can work with, i mean you can make money with other companies there are yeah. not just one company or two you can work for yeah. so it's a matter of choice i think um yeah yeah and maybe yeah. it's also because i'm quite lucky with a engineer degree mm. so i know mm. if it's if someday it's really complicated i can find a mm. job
0: sure yeah. sure so so yeah, yeah you have good options at your Yeah, I feel safe, you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm not like, yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I live in Grenoble, and it's not very expensive there. so (laughs) It helps also helps. But now, yeah, Yeah. I I have too many demands. So now uh, it's easier to say no, I guess.
0: I mean, it's an incredible position to be in. It it speaks to the it must speak to the quality of work (laughs) uh, that you do. And Hmm. so I'm Intrigued, Magali, how the the films you make for these brands, how yeah. does that process go and, and like and and what as a filmmaker that obviously you know I, I think I assume everyone listening to the podcast has watched a movie before and they there is a long <laughs> list of credits at the end. So yeah. when you say <laughs> yeah. you're a filmmaker, do you do all of those things? Uh, yeah, this those is, things the, do this do? is
1: the funny part
0: of <laughs> <laughs> when
1: you're a freelance filmmaker. You can do this alone, everything. Yeah. So as
0: yeah. it's
1: exactly that. Like when you look at the credits of a film, there are many, <laughs> many people working for yeah. one video. And <laughs> so this is a challenge to make everything alone because you have to think about the quality of the footage, the camera movements, the sound design, the interview, and what we are doing yeah. right now. I can do that also. I can interview people. But at the same time, I'm thinking the sound I'm filming. So it's like a full job. Like <laughs> there are many things to think about, to think about. But then my goal is like, I start to work sometimes in teams because the quality of the projects is increasing with team. to me. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's normal because for example, just for the color grading, if you work yeah. with someone specialized, specialized in color grading, like the the person is doing that every day of the year yeah yeah. of course uh, the person <laughs> will be better than you even if i do that yeah so if you do that yeah. with in for any like uh part of the filmmaking process it will yeah. be better so my, my goal is to be more and more the director of the movie Got and it. to manage a team so i start to do that sometimes and it's always the budget problem Like if the company, like for example, uh, a few times ago, an organization asked me a a movie of uh, 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and uh, they told me, uh, we want the biggest budget ever.
0: (laughs) I've heard of this kind of plan before. Yeah. (laughs) It's
1: it's infinite. Like you can do a movie with 1 million euros for 15 minutes if we want. Like it can be very expensive. Ah. yeah, it was not one million, but I, I <laughs> but I, um, I suggest to work with the team for this project. Uh-huh. And now they are looking for money because it's a lot of money. But <laughs> but yeah, we can go very far with the team in fifteen yeah. minutes. And absolutely. Typically, like the thing I like to work on is the sound design to work with studios okay. because when I do that, I I do good sounds like the voices are beautiful and stuff. But I love to work with people that, that can imagine a sound mm. sun design world. I don't know how to say that, like mm. a full sound sound world. And yeah,
0: I like, don't, I, I don't yeah, know in I'm English how like to the say universe, that universe yeah. maybe yeah, a universe. A <laughs> universe.
1: Like, it's, it's very like when we are we watching a movies, if we close our eyes, like a movie a cinema movie, a lot of things are happening. Mm. and this is a yeah. real work to do that and yeah yeah to do that on my own sometimes I- I'd love to work with people that are very focused on this work yeah. because it can bring yeah. a lot to productions
0: yeah absolutely absolutely yeah I what not many people realize is there's actually 200 people working on this podcast just out of shot from Ooh. me <laughs> it. <laughs> We Maybe it's actually fascinating
1: you will have a filmmaking team with you to some people to do that.
0: Chris is a fantastic editor yeah, of the show. Yeah, it's just uh, you know and the and headphones and uh... the
1: phone, but it yeah. starts.
0: <laughs> it's incredible though when you think about. I guess it's like with with many many types of business. You know, there's that going from yourself to mm, two people, to three people, to ten people. The <laughs> the the opportunity and and the challenges and and what that enables is 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 fascinating and yeah hearing you talk about some of those things I didn't even think about color grading and, and stuff like that like yeah. there's so many things to think about yeah
1: so so very complete
0: so with the the so brands will will come to you and they will have an idea of a story they want to tell and 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 your your desire is to sort of make sure that that, that story is is as honest and truthful and 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 I guess impactful as as possible and and that's why picking the right brands is so important I guess because if you're working with a brand that doesn't have those same values then how can you be truthful and honest yeah, with it's not their going intentions? to
1: work. Like for branded yeah. documentaries it won't work.
0: Yeah. Because yeah.
1: if for example you're working for clients that, that don't like your your work And then I have to film them. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to say, I love it, if they don't love it. Mm. So even if it's your employees, if they, they will feel the pressure to say, I like these companies," but if deeply Mm. inside of them, they don't like it, we we could feel it. And for example, a few weeks ago, I've done a a film for companies in the wood industry Mm. and uh, I was a bit scared of like it's quite, it's not a big big company but it's like 100 people working for them, and and mm. um, I imagine you know the 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 how do you say the CEO with yeah. you know well dressed and very serious and yeah. I, I, I don't know I was like oh it's gonna be weird <laughs> like <but laughs> I trust them but I I, I I hope like the employees like the the company because otherwise yeah. it's gonna sound very weird and actually it was. <laughs> amazing like people it's a beautiful company with a great management so Uh people are happy and i could feel that during the interviews and Uh... if it's good in the inside then the film is going to be good Mm. and my job is to put that on the screen so yeah i have to look for what is the unicity of the company yeah
0: Yeah. it's yeah that's incredible i i guess there's a lot of people that want to use filmmaking to portray outwardly a di- very different image to what is happening in internally and uh, <laughs> and and you're not the person to go to if no you want no that. no don't go with me <laughs> i don't do
1: fiction <laughs> yeah
0: yeah this is that's so amazing.
1: that's why i can work for some of the companies like it won't work
0: yeah 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 i mean Absolutely. there are beautiful
1: stories everywhere of course you mm. can there is a movie about uh, McDonald's in Netflix. So mm-hmm. you can tell stories with any car- big character and stuff, but then yeah, it's hard work I think to do that and I don't want to yeah. do that as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What well, I know one of the things we always like to talk about on the show is is people's thoughts on the future of their their industry and how do you see things changing in the world of filmmaking, especially for brands then over over the next few years, Magali? Like yeah, what what's what do you think the world's gonna look like in a few years' time?
1: <laughs> in the filmmaking industry?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm not sure about that, but I'd love <laughs> to see sustainable companies not be shy of sure. making great films. Because yeah. there is also this fear of, oh no. Filmmaking is, you know, you you are manipulating people. Mm. So we don't want emotions. We just want to use the the numbers, Mm. the statistics to say, we are doing a good job for the environment or for the planet, for the society and stuff. And at the same time, like big brands are using the emotions to say, we are perfect with the environment. Mm. And they use filmmaking language very well. And I hope mm. it's going to be the contrary. Um, yeah. Next years, I think it's quite urgent to do that. And yeah, um, I think it's, uh, the, like the world I imagine, like the perfect world for me is where filmmakers refuse to tell stories they don't like.
0: Mm. Um, and
1: mm-hmm. I know some filmmakers that are working for advertising that they don't like the companies and, they are telling me yes, but I need money. So it's always the yeah the same problem to be able to say no, and yeah. then it's just it's it's yeah. gonna it's going to come, I think, because more and more companies are making efforts. So yeah, yeah, it should yeah. come.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I feel I feel incredibly inspired from this conversation, Magali. I uh, mm. I I I think what you said there, even just at the end, around businesses that do at their heart want to do the right thing. I think sometimes, I know we've talked on the podcast before about, in the past on p- previous episodes about sort of greenwashing, but also green hushing and people not wanting to say anything for fear of being wrong, and, and, and I think-
1: Greenhushing you say, okay, yeah, I don't yeah. know. And,
0: and yeah, it's it's a term that was new to me as, as well. And I think it's maybe something that it kind of relates to what you're saying there in filmmaking where a lot of these businesses, they they're like if we we need to prove that we are doing the right thing with the facts and the numbers, yeah. and and that is obviously a good thing. and that nothing can argue with, no one can argue with the numbers. Often, but but yes, yeah, sometimes does that risk missing the opportunity to have a greater impact in terms of storytelling, or how can that storytelling not be lost when when you are so keen to also make sure things are proven with with facts and numbers like how how do you combine those two i think is it's a really interesting area for for brands to look at
1: yeah that's right it's a balance actually
0: yeah Um, the more
1: information you put in a video the less emotions Mm. you have Mm. sometimes (laughs) silence is great when you see Mm. a person who starts crying and Mm -hmm. you don't say anything but you feel the emotions And uh, Mm. it can be more powerful than just putting words and say these numbers and blah, blah, blah. You can have, you can put numbers in films, but just, yeah, it's to me, it's a balance. And I think you have also the, like, you can also put proofs of your engagement on your website, Mm -hmm. Mm. you know, in a written way, in other ways. And to me, video is emotion. Like you need to think like that because this is a power. And if you hmm. only use that in an information, informative way, you lose yeah. all the power of it. You just, <laughs> you just grab your camera yeah. and do something, but this is not filmmaking. This is just wreck, you know, you see. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's just not hitting, the same.
0: hitting record rather yeah, than filming. Yeah, just recording, that's all. <laughs> Magali, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. I can't believe we've already spoken for over half an hour. <laughs> and I, I, It's such an inspiring conversation with you i i hope that people listening will want to go check out your work so i, I guess everything is on your website right which is a french website of course yeah, but yeah, uh, sorry. i'm sure it's a french i'm website. sure people can try out their french skills or or maybe translate it with google translate i don't know but uh yeah, yeah. it's allheroes.fr that's, yeah that's right? it yeah yeah and we'll link that in the in the notes um yeah and and if anyone wants to connect with you, they can find you on on LinkedIn as well, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Amazing, Magali, It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank yeah, you thanks. so much for thanks joining. Thanks for me. inviting
1: me. That was great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and <Thank> English <laughs>
1: speaking English, I missed that. So. I I
0: I'm have happy. to admit, très, très bien on the on on the English skills far better than my my French Your skills. French? I wouldn't even try. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks. <laughs> no, you haven't said I, anything in French, but can you say to finish the podcast? <laughs> I, I, cool
0: pour, pour podcast. <laughs> <How> <laughs> I this is perfect. We we. Yeah. we <laughs> Uh, and uh, thank you i will i'll definitely not try any more french but thank you very much yeah that's all right thank thank you you, uh, thank you to everybody also for for tuning into the podcast listening in watching we really appreciate it if you've enjoyed the show please do tell others about it and spread the word because it's wonderful to share stories like margulies and we'll catch you next time